Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Hope it's starting off well. Great to be back with you after some time off visiting historic Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, we'll certainly talk about that a little bit. We'll also talk about the big breaking story that happened late last night. uh, That being that a New Bedford police officer was shot in the south end of the city. Uh, it was, from from what we have been told, a law enforcement source told WBSM that it was a detective that was surveilling gang activity when there were some shots fired and between the gangs and uh, the detective was struck in the face. So police have not confirmed those particular details, but they did say that, not, that a detective was struck last night at about 8.45 p.m., and that he suffered injuries that are not life-threatening. So hopefully we'll get more information on that today, but you can read about it at WBSM.com and on the app, and we will certainly update it as more information becomes available. But that's the information that we have right now from the official channels. The other thing that I want to talk about today is I definitely want to get into the proposed NIP bottle ban. Uh, The meeting is coming up Monday. And I think, I was talking about this with my friends that I went down to Gettysburg with on the way back. And we were talking about the problem with those bottles. Now, the two friends that I was driving down with, one lives in New Bedford, the other lives in Tennessee. And so I wanted to get kind of that outside perspective of when you come and visit us in New Bedford, what do you think of the city? Do you think that it looks trashy? Do you think that there's a lot of litter on the ground and garbage? And now, granted, this person does not go through every side street and neighborhood of the city. But he said that he he doesn't find it to be any different than anywhere else. And my problem is when they target nip bottles in terms of litter... It's one thing if you wanted to come at me and say, well, we think that it's dangerous because it's so easy to buy one and drink it and drive and consume it and drive and all of that. I could listen to that argument. I'm probably not going to agree with it necessarily because you could do the same with a full bottle of liquor. And I don't think that having a nip precludes you from having too many, 
But it also doesn't mean that you're going to drink eight or ten of them either. I've found them to be something that I've purchased in the past. You know, sometimes when I have an idea and I want to try a drink, I might have heard about a drink and I want to give it a try. I don't drink very much. But maybe I want to sample something. I find it helpful to not have to buy a $35, $40 bottle just to try something. That'll then just sit in my cabinet forever because I'm not going to drink the rest of it. When I first heard about somebody said to me, oh, if you, you want a good winter drink, if you like apple cider, which I do, I love it, you should take some hot apple cider and mix in some caramel vodka. Now, what else am I going to use caramel vodka for but mixing it with hot apple cider on the rare occasion that I have that drink? I bought a large bottle of caramel vodka because I couldn't find a small nip of it anywhere or anything smaller than the regular bottle. I don't even know the sizes. I don't even know. To t- this is bigger than... This is like if, if, if a regular bottle is a two-liter bottle of soda, this is a three-liter bottle of soda. That's how big this bottle is. But it's the only one that I could find. And I've had it now for like five years, and it's not even halfway gone. So that's why I find a nip bottle convenient for me. And I don't get the, the, the idea of, well, we have to get rid of them because of litter. Because I would say, I would argue that there is a bigger litter problem with cigarettes and there is a bigger litter problem with Dunkin' Cups and there's a bigger litter problem with scratch tickets. Where I'm sitting here outside, you know, at the studio looking outside the window, I know that the wind is going to kick up at some point and it takes trash from all around the area. Not that this parking lot is trashy, but it comes from everywhere. Because we're in an L-shaped plaza and it all congregates in front of us when the wind blows. And what am I going to see in there? Dunkin' Cups, scratch tickets, and cigarette butts. So unless we're going to start finding ways to limit those being trashed, well, then I think that trying to limit nips is just an unnecessary posturing. If you want to do something about litter, enforce the litter laws and ordinances. Don't create new ones and give people the inability to buy that because some people can't dispose of it responsibly. And I know, I know you're saying, well, Tim, you're also the person that said, you don't see any problem with them banning menthol cigarettes in Massachusetts. If you were listening to my 9 a.m. show before, you probably have heard me say that. And that's true. I, I didn't have a problem with that ban. But that's because cigarettes are intentionally harmful. I'm not a big fan of them overall. Alcohol, when used responsibly, is perfectly fine. But the people who are not responsible with it shouldn't ruin it for everybody that is. That goes in anything. This is like saying, well, you know, there's people who drink too much and drive, so we shouldn't allow liquor to be sold. This is prohibition of nip bottles. 
508-996-0500 if you want to get into that discussion. We certainly can. Later on this morning, we're going to be joined by the folks from 50s Night. We're going to talk about what you can expect this year with 50s Night. It's coming up this Thursday. And I'm excited because not only do we get to go downtown and see all of the great cars and all the great performances and hang out with everybody, but we also will be playing 50s music on WBSM again. From 3 p.m. all the way until midnight, we'll be playing it here on 99.5 FM, on 1420 AM, on the WBSM app. So you'll be able to hear it no matter how you listen to us. And I think that, um, you know, there's still some time. If you want to send me a request via app chat on the WBSM app or via email, Tim at WBSM.com, we'll make sure we get that song in, provided we can find it. It's getting harder and harder to find some of these songs, but we'll, we will do our best. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Good. I agree with you 100% on everything you said. I couldn't find an argument with it. I would just suggest that NIPS represents a, uh, a behavior modification by cracking down, whereas the other side, they're just litter. Really just litter. However, the, the backstory to the NIPS is, I think, what's being gone after. We never get the straight truth. We can't handle the truth. People... Don't like people drinking nuts. And that's what it is. I prefer it. Uh, I'd rather see somebody kind of sleepy than out committing crimes. I'd rather, if you're going to go to the lowest element of the nip problem. And uh, it's another attack on the down and out. Until we can come up with a, uh, a uh, plan to help people who are in dire straits and reach for a nip, uh, I say, leave them alone. Well, I, until we get serious about addressing the issue, um, this idea of, okay, we'll ban this, or we'll do this or that, and that will stop. It doesn't stop, and it just stirs up a bad situation. Right, and, yeah. Uh, if I'm a school teacher and I need two nips before I teach uh, music class and so be it, if they don't get them there, I'll get the half point in the teacher's room. Uh, you know, come on. Uh, we're adults. We know what they're going after. They're not going after the cigarette butt. And everything you said, it was, it was a great litany, and you were spot on. They're going after the nips. Right. They could cut our thumbs off. So we couldn't open bottles and jars. They'd be so happy. Because there's other things they want us to cool it with. 32-ounce drinks are larger. Stuff like that. Um, you know, I pay taxes for government. I don't pay taxes to be lectured and manning. If I want a methyl cigarette, somehow I think I'll get to uh, New Hampshire or Rhode Island and buy a few times. If I want to light up a sparkle on 2 in the morning in my private property, I think I'll do that too. You know, uh, we're in a situation where uh, you just got to grin and bear it, but uh, do your own thing, brother. Because right. uh, you nailed it, too. You know, if you're going to take out my tooth, doctor, don't go in through my foot. Go sure. in through my mouth. Yep. All and, right. Uh, 
be too cute by half, and it's been this way since forever. All right. Thank you for the call. Have a good day. All right. I'm, I'm just having a little little bit of trouble there with your phone, but um, maybe uh, maybe you're talking through a nip bottle phone. Maybe you uh, try to recycle. And he said, let me pick up some of these and turn it into a phone because it sounded sounded a little rough there. But the um, the caller is right. I mean, it. there's so many other problems when it comes to litter. This is certainly one of them. I'm not denying that. But why are we regulating one or, or eliminating one and not the other? The other problem, too, is New Bedford has eliminated plastic bags, right? You can only get brown paper bags where you go. And I don't know about you, but I still see plastic bags flying around all over the place. I still see plastic bags on top of people's trash barrels. I don't approve of the plastic bag ban either. Because first of all, I find them personally more convenient. I reuse them. I very rarely throw them away unless they're ripped. And even then, if they're ripped, maybe I put, because I like to use them, like I say, as a a, uh, bathroom trash bag in the bathroom trash can. So if I have a ripped one, I just put it inside of a not ripped one and double up that bag. Now, yeah, that's going to end up in the trash, but so does my trash bag. But at least I've reused it and it's not just something that I took to the store and then threw away, got from the store and threw away. We can be responsible with plastic bags. You don't have to take them away from us. In a lot of cases, it's posturing. Because one community does it, so another community is like, well, we better do it or else they're just going to come and leave them all over our town. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Going to take my first break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And back to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. I just caught the tail end of what you were saying about plastic bags. Mm -hmm. And you were saying that you thought that we could um, live with them. If we all acted responsibly? Yes. Well, the city would be a lot cleaner if people acted responsibly. So I guess I'm saying to you that I'm not as hopeful. I think it's a good move to ban them. Um, And I just think that uh, the trash problem comes from people not realizing that this is their place, too. Like, if you're walking, I have a problem with people who tear up scratch tickets and throw them in other people's yards. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they do it deliberately to say, oh, I'm going to like ruin their yard. I think they're just probably disappointed they didn't hit it big. And it's just like a natural thing. Like, just throw it out, you know, just get rid of it. But um, if they just stopped for a minute and thought, well, this is somebody else's property or this is the city that we all live in and we want it to look good, I think it's just a matter of thoughtlessness. And people have to learn to be more deliberate about their actions. And, and that, that is the problem is that, uh, you know, there's this sense of if I throw it down here, someone else is going to clean it up. And, you know, if you, if you said to somebody, hey, pick that up, they're going to say, oh, well, somebody else will pick it up. That's what my taxes pay for. Like, it's just, yeah. there's, there's not that sense of personal responsibility. I agree. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you fix that in a society or in, a, in anyone. You know, I don't know how you fix it. 
How do you make someone aware that what they're doing um, is eroding the, the beauty of their community? I mean, I think, unfortunately, the only way people learn is if there are consequences for their actions and then, you know, prolonged over time, the, then they kind of catch on. But the problem is, in order to make consequences for the actions, then you have to ban things and you have to ban nips and keep people from being able to buy them and all that. So I think that it creates this this unnecessary cycle that if people just stepped up and did the right thing, we could avoid all of that. Right. And I think that, you know, sometimes um, kids are not being told that message over and over and over again so it becomes second nature and that's where i think that it's really important to impress that on kids when they're young um and they're impressionable so you know you do a like five minute public service announcement announcement in school and you say look what happens when we pick up this trash everything looks more beautiful and in a way you are indoctrinating but that's what a society is a society is a group of people who decide they're going to live a certain way. Otherwise, we'd be running around in the forest like wolves or coyotes. Well, I, I think indoctrination might be a, a, a strong word to use there. Because mm -hmm. what you're really doing is you're just teaching responsibility. It's the things that you would expect to start at a young age and, and have reinforced. The other part of it, too, is you have to, you know, enforce it across the board. So you can't just say, well, people, we're going to teach you to, you know, pick up your nip bottles or pick up your scratch tickets and then let people continuously smoke a cigarette and throw the butt out the window, which is the, the number one form of littering as far as I'm concerned. Right. And what I think is very hysterical is as we're speaking, I'm trying to pick up in my bedroom which is a disaster area, but it's my disaster area. <laughs> no one has to be exposed to it. And sometimes my car is like a disaster inside because I haven't gotten around to putting things where they belong. Mm -hmm. But I, I would never think of throwing a cup or a straw outside of that because that's my personal space, and I can be as reckless as I want as long as it doesn't infringe on other people. But the minute you throw a piece of trash on the floor, that's infringing on someone else. Right. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I got to hold right. you there just because we're up against okay. the news, but thank you for the call. You're welcome. And, and that's absolutely right. You know, you can do what you want in your own personal space, but when it is the shared public space, you know, you've got to live up to the responsibilities. And I think the problem is it, you, we're, we're scapegoating the people who drink nips and yeah, you're wrong for drinking them and throwing them on the ground. But, there are people who do similar types of litter that never have to face a consequence. And I'm not hearing anybody talking about banning scratch tickets. I'm not hearing anybody talking about banning cigarettes. I'm not hearing anybody talking about banning Dunkin' Donuts cups because those are just as much of a litter problem than anything else. And I don't mean to pick on Dunkin' in particular, but you just see more of those cups trashed than you see other things. In fact, you know, there's a, there's a, Twitter account, uh, I'm sorry, an Instagram account, Half Drunk Duncan, where people take photos of people just leaving a half a coffee somewhere. I see it all the time here in the plaza. People leave half a coffee sitting there in the parking lot. It's like, what, what, what why did you buy it if you weren't going to finish it? And if you didn't finish it, just throw it away where it belongs. Anyway, we can talk more about that coming up in just a few moments, but right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. 
wildfires in southern Greece are forcing thousands to flee to the seaside. Greek authorities ordered residents in the southern region, including Athens, to evacuate as high temperatures and heavy winds brought flames through hillsides and forests. The police, army, and volunteers helped rescue retirees and livestock from their homes to get out of the path of the fire. Israeli Prime Minister, or excuse me, Israeli President Isaac Herzog is heading to Washington for a Tuesday meeting with President Biden. He'll also address a joint meeting of Congress. This visit comes as Biden on Monday invited Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to the U.S. for an official visit later this year. The Georgia Supreme Court is dismissing former President Donald Trump's bid to shut down an investigation into his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in the state. In a unanimous decision Monday, the court concluded that Trump had not demonstrated the extraordinary circumstances that would require its intervention. It comes after Trump's legal team asked the court last week to block a probe by Fulton County Democratic District Attorney Fonnie Willis. An Australian man and his dog are safe after spending three months adrift at sea. Mark Mayfield has the story. Timothy Shattuck and his canine Bella were rescued in the Pacific by a Mexican tuna boat. The pair were apparently in rough shape when they were found, but they were given food, water, and medical attention. They're expected to arrive in Mexico sometime today. Shattuck said he'd been surviving on rainwater and raw fish after a storm severely damaged his vessel en route to French Polynesia. I'm Mark Mayfield. An estimated jackpot of $640 million is up for grabs with tonight's Mega Millions lottery drawing. No one has won the jackpot in the multi-state lottery since April. Winning numbers will be drawn at 11 p.m. Meanwhile, players around the country have a chance to win a massive jackpot with the Powerball. With no winner in last night's drawing, the estimated top prize for tomorrow night's Powerball drawing is $1 billion. A Washington, D.C. doctor is making history in treating a disorder that kills up to 100,000 people a year. Stephen Abramowitz is now the first in the world using a new device for deep vein thrombosis, or DVT. It's a type of catheter that removes clots from stents placed in the body. He says the procedure is minimally invasive and does not require a hospital stay. A white Republican congressman from Arizona continues to be in the headlines after he said he misspoke when using the phrase colored people on the House floor. Representative Eli Crane used the phrase during last week with Democrat Joyce Beatty of Ohio, a black woman, immediately calling his choice of words offensive and inappropriate. Crane says while talking about prohibiting discrimination in the military, he simply misspoke. And a superyacht is believed to belong to a billionaire, Walmart heiress, has been vandalized by Spanish activists. Members of the environmental group posted a video showing themselves in the front of the vessel in Ibiza holding a banner reading, You Consume, Others Suffer. They sprayed the superyacht with red and black paint. In sports, the Red Sox won a 7-0 game against the Oakland Athletics last night. The two will play again tonight at 9.40 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We have another humid day in store for us with a mixture of sun and clouds throughout the day. We could see a couple of spot thunderstorms possible in the late afternoon, but we do have the smoke from the distant wildfires that's going to be causing poor air quality for the day. We'll be reaching a high in the low 80s overnight tonight, partly cloudy and humid, low of 70. And for tomorrow, partly sunny skies and humid with a straight thunder shower in spots, high of 84. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 
currently 72 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Wake up! He'll wake you up better than that extra large cup of coffee. No. More Tim Weisberg on WBSM. And welcome back in. Say, if you're thinking about what you want to have for dinner tonight, well, I hope that you consider going down to Alianza because they always have not only great food each and every day on their regular menu, but they also have fantastic dinner specials every night. And tonight is something that I think I might have to stop by. I'm sorry, not tonight. Tonight they're closed. It's Tuesday. Tomorrow night is something I think I'm going to have to stop by and grab. The Portuguese lasagna casserole. That is the special tomorrow night at Alianza. And I'm looking forward to getting back over there. It's been a while since I've had some of their octopus on a Friday. I've been so busy on a Friday. Uh, This Friday, I'm also going to be busy. But I was thinking to myself, you know, if I don't have to be in Mansfield for a concert until 7, can I get over there when Alianza opens, have some octopus? And then I was talking about it with some folks this weekend in Gettysburg about some of the different foods that we have around here that they don't have there. And because out there it's it's a lot of, you know, beef. It's a lot of, uh, they have seafood, but it's, you know, it's obviously it's Gettysburg. It's not going to be fresh seafood right off the boat like we have here. And I was telling them one of my favorite things is octopus. And they said, where do you ever get that? I said, well, I'd like to go to get it at Alianza. And so we were talking about some of the different other meals that they have. And of course, they also have those lunch specials we've been telling you about. If you are looking for a good, filling, affordable lunch, Allianz is the place to go because for just six bucks, you can get any sandwich except for the steak sandwich, but you can get any other sandwich and fries for just six bucks. Where else can you get lunch for six dollars? I stopped at McDonald's as part of the trip this weekend, and the lunch, just getting you know a, a, a value meal was $17, $17 to get a value meal, to get fries, a drink, and a sandwich. At Alianza, the value is so much more in your favor because it's just six bucks for a, it's going to be a much better sandwich and fries. And it's all packaged up and ready to take with you to the beach, take with you to the park, to the zoo, take with you to wherever it is that your plan is for the day. And it makes it nice and easy. So check out Alianza Restaurant. They are located down in the south end of New Bedford, located at 98 Cove Street. And check them out online at AlianzaRestaurant.com. And also make sure you follow them on Facebook as well. All right. uh, 508-996-0500 is our number. We were talking about litter, talking about this proposed nip bottle ban. Uh, We can talk more about that. We're also keeping an eye on the story about the New Bedford police detective who was shot last night. It happened around 8.45 p.m. last night. And we have all the details at WBSM.com and on the app. But it happened in the area of uh, the Rivet Street, Orchard Street intersection. The detective is receiving medical treatment and the injury is not considered to be life-threatening. But uh, we we have very few details now at this hour. But as we get more information, we will update that story 
and we will update you as well. All right, why don't we take our next break? Again, 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on the WBSM app using App Chat, or you can leave a voicemail using the open line feature. Don't forget, too, we have a contest running where you can win $500 for back-to-school shopping. You can check that out at WBSM.com and on the app as well. And uh, congratulations, too, by the way, to everybody who won the Brett Michaels tickets and the tickets to see Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. We will be talking more about Joseph later on this week with the New Bedford Festival Theater. We'll be talking more about 50s night today, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. And we'll be talking more with you in just a few moments. And back to your phone calls at 508-996-0500 or your app chat messages via the WBSM app. So uh, I want to thank Jack Spillane for filling in for me the last couple of days while I was taking a trip down to historic Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, my first time down there. And I went down there for a paranormal convention. They hold it every year. It's called the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash. And it's put on by a couple Uh, Pam and Steve Barry, they have been doing it now for a number of years and they raise money for different charities and they, um, a lot of it goes back to support kids. And so this year they did a Christmas in July theme and they collected a ton of toys to give to kids as well as raising $20,000 to help with charities. So, and everybody that's there from the paranormal world is donating their time and so it's, it's really nice to get together and, and do it for a great cause. But while I was down there, I also got the chance to see Gettysburg for the first time and to visit the battlefield and to visit some of these historic sites. And we were lucky because, I mean, I, I was down, going down there with my friends Stephanie and, and Scott, who have both been there before. They go to the battlefield bash every year. And so they were able to kind of show me around a little bit. But they've also made some friends that live down there, including someone who, you know, works in Gettysburg and is um, involved in the historic community there. So she was able to take us out and show us some of the off the beaten path history and also tell us some of the true history where sometimes legend has over uh, has kind of superseded the fact and getting to actually be there in the places where these battles took place was just, I, I, I was speechless. Standing there in Devil's Den, standing there in the bloody wheat field, getting the chance to be at where, where Pickett's Charge ended and, and essentially the Battle of Gettysburg ended. It was very sobering, but also very inspiring too. And I got to see, you know, I went, went to the visitor center. They brought me there to make sure that I could see all of the artifacts that they have there and to see the cyclorama, which is incredible. And it was something that I, I just barely scratched the surface of because of the fact that, you know, we were, we were at the convention all day And then, you know, on uh, Sunday, we snuck away for a little while. And then yesterday before we came back, we snuck away for a little while. But I think I would need at least a week being there, dedicated to just visiting all of these sites to be able to see everything. And it was just 
not what I expected. You know, whatever I had in my mind as to what that battle looked like and how it played out, seeing it in person makes you understand just how much more it was. Just how big the magnitude of it was. This is not one small battlefield where they can just put up a fence around it and people go and stand there and look at it or walk on it or whatever it is. This was a huge expanse. And when you stand up there, say, like at the top of the Pennsylvania Monument, which I did yesterday, and you take a look and you realize all that I can see right now from where I'm standing is still only a portion of what this battle looked like. It, it just, it blows your mind. And then when you can kind of think about it, going back to not only the American Revolution here, but also King Philip's War, that we went through a lot of the same here, but we don't have those same historic spots like they have in Gettysburg. And in Gettysburg, from what I could gather, the little bit that I was picking up during the last couple of days is there was almost an instant effort from some folks to start preserving what happened there. Uh, of course, a lot of it was people coming back and wanting to reclaim their land and wanting to forget about what had happened. But there was a group that made sure that they didn't forget, and that has kind of led to what you have now with the National Park and all of the monuments all over it. And there are, if you've never been, there's just monuments everywhere. Stephanie and Scott said the first time they went, they took the auto tour where you can drive around and it plays the tour for you to learn about where everything is. And they said they spent six hours on the battlefield and still didn't see everything. So if I get invited back to the battlefield bash next year, I might have to take an extra couple of days to get down there and see it all. And then I was also inspired to say, well, you know what? I want to go and see other Civil War sites. I visited American Revolution sites before. But I want to see some Civil War sites and, and really kind of ab absorb the history. And did some weird things happen when we were there? Absolutely. When we got to the bloody wheat field... And we got to the, got out of the car. We just instantly felt, and it was about, at this point, it was 90 degrees during the day. This was just about before sundown. So, you know, maybe give it a 10 degree difference. But when we stepped out of the car, all around our ankles was icy cold. And we walked up into the wheat field and that icy coldness never got higher than say maybe, you know, knee high. And trying to figure out, you know, the weather phenomena that might cause that, you know, is it a, is it cooler air rolling in? Why are we only feeling it up so high? And you have to kind of look at the possible paranormal answer too of you're talking about how high the bodies would have been stacked up on that field. So that was very sobering as well. So if you've never been, it's a great town. Lots of stuff to see and do. 
good places to eat. Plenty of little museums, stores, tours that you can take. But really make sure that you spend some time just soaking up that history. And I would actually recommend starting at the visitor center. And then utilizing that as your jumping off point. We started at night after it already closed. So we didn't, we couldn't go there first. But it will, it will set the tone for everything that you're going to do. They show a great, before you go into the cyclorama, they show a great uh, documentary. Narrated by Morgan Freeman with Sam Waterston, you know, Mattapoisett, summer resident Sam Waterston as Abraham Lincoln. And they really explain the war and they explain the battle itself and how it played out. And then as you walk around through the visitor center, there's many screens showing, you know, the History Channel documentary that explains what went on. So I would recommend to uh, planning to spend some time in the visitor center. But we kind of went through it somewhat quickly because we had to get back on the road and get home. I, I got I went to bed at 1.30 last night. I got I got home at 1 a.m. Had to get up at 4. So I was watching the clock a little bit. <laughs> I was like, we can't spend all day here as much as I would like to. But you, you really want to spend some time and immerse yourself in everything because there is a lot to see and learn while you are there. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, we are going to take our final break of this hour. We'll be back in just a few moments. So as I was just saying, I wasn't here this weekend, so I missed something that was on the weekend specials menu at Just Another Phoenix in North in North Dartmouth. And I'm hoping, if they're listening over there, Lisa, if you're listening, I'm hoping this is something you're going to definitely do again because I want to try two eggs with roasted pork apple hash. That sounds incredible. I love hash. I love roasted apples. In fact, I had a burger in Gettysburg yesterday that had roasted bourbon apples on it. It was fantastic. But roasted pork apple hash. I got to get myself some of that. And it's just one of the many great specials that they had at Just Another Phoenix, which they do every day. In addition to all of their great regular menu items, they also have daily specials that always think outside the box. Things like caramel apple stuffed Texas French toast, a steak bomb omelet, a chicken sausage broccoli and Swiss omelet, caramel apple pancakes, and of course the beloved Monte Cristo sandwich. Those are just some of the specials they were serving up this weekend and some of the stuff that you can always hope to see on the menu with just another Phoenix. And don't forget, today is Tuesday, so seniors get free coffee with their meal. Check them out. They are located on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. I think you will find something there that you will love. And, of course, don't forget, you don't have to make time to sit down and have a break, full breakfast there. You can pick it up from their drive through window and bring it to work, bring it home, wherever it is that you need to be. There's no reason not to have yourself a full delicious breakfast at Just Another Phoenix on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. All right, that's going to do it for this hour. We'll be back in the next hour. We'll talk more with you at 
800-848-0500. We can talk more about the police officer, the police detective, rather, who was shot last night. He will be okay. Non-life-threatening injuries. We can talk more about the proposed NIP bottle ban. We can talk more about whatever else is on your mind at 508-996-0500. You can For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.